Hey, and welcome to Force of Light Entertainment. I'm your host, Michelle, and with me, as always, is my co-host, my red-headed, my red-headed sister, Natalie. <laughs> well, thank you for that introduction. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. that uh, hello, and I'm and, uh, with my brunette sister. <laughs> we are so glad that you are tuning in to this episode of Force of Light Entertainment. This is episode 15. So if you... And if you have not and would like to, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. That way it's right there in your library as soon as we upload a new episode. And we also would appreciate if you guys would give us a five-star review. If you're going to give us anything less than five stars, hold your review. (laughs) But if you got five stars coming our way, we'll take them. For sure. But today we are going to continue our conversation. You know, last week we talked about the movies we were excited about in 2020, and several of them have already been postponed and moved due to the the virus that we're all having to deal with. But this this week we're going to continue because we kind of ended last week uh, with, you know, moving all the way into June with Wonder Woman 1984 coming out. So this week, we'll continue our discussion. So kind of moving, well, I've got one movie that at the beginning that we're going to discuss that comes out the end of June, and then we'll just work our way through the rest of the year. But these are movies, some we're more excited about than others. Honestly, I think our most excited movies all came out in the first part yeah, of the year. that's true. But there's some, some ones that I, you know, all these I'll probably go see. That's why I put them on our list. Um, so we'll discuss these. And, you know, of course, all the movies the rest of the year. So uh, join the conversation and let's talk some movies. All right. Before we get into that, there, you know, we we keep it nice and positive on Force of Light Entertainment. But occasionally, there's something, very occasionally, there's something that I read, like on Twitter, that I just find so incredibly stupid. (laughs) And You're like, how do I put this delicately? <laughs> that that was me wording that delicately. Um, and I came along something because we talked about our last podcast how Disney had they were going to put Frozen two on Disney Plus. I you know like three months from now, but because of everything going on, they were nice enough to go ahead and put it on there for kids to have something to watch. And some of you have tweeted to me and reached out and said that you've already watched Frozen two and your kids have watched it and enjoyed it. But there is this article by Collider, and, you know, Collider does a lot of good work, and I listen to a lot of their stuff on YouTube, but some of their stuff, especially written by this particular writer, you know, he kind of, he just, he usually is pretty negative. He's the opposite of me. Most things suck, it seems like, to him. And anyways... Uh, I just wanted to, uh, you know, call this out because there are some writers. I was telling Natalie, and you guys know this, there is more and more an increasing divide between, like, genuine critics and the rest of us normal people and what we like. Because critics, like, if movies don't check all of their specific, almost like political, social-type boxes, then they don't like the movie. Well, and one thing, I think, first of all, negativity sells. Like, we're very much in a time that, you know, unfortunately, people are drawn to negativity, and they like that for whatever reason. And, you know, the other thing that Michelle and I often say is it's kind of like we have these harsh critics and stuff 
that like, but it's like at the end of the day, it's like when you walk out of a movie, did you like it or not? Yeah, like how you know, did like did how it, did it make you feel? Did you enjoy it? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, and you know, I appreciated uh, Rebel Scum podcast that's on YouTube also. They, you know, they keep it very positive, and, and I knew who they were talking about. There's a guy from Forbes who, I don't know why, but my gosh, he has it in for Star Wars. Like, he wants it to, to tank so bad, and he's written article after article about how Star Wars is dead and dying, even after it made a billion dollars. And finally, even they called it out, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I think we all just have our breaking point of when things just catch our attention as being so ridiculous. But anyways, this article about Frozen 2, we'll, we'll, break, we'll begin with this and then we'll move into our, our movies we're going to talk about. But Matt Goldberg for Collider wrote this article and the title of the article, you can find it on Collider.com. And I remember him actually, I actually remember reading this right when I went to see the movie in theaters. And I remember, wow, that's dumb. And then they had the audacity to re-release this incredible article <laughs> when Disney put this on Disney+. Plus. But the article is titled, The Ending of Frozen 2, Whiffs on What Could Have Been a Powerful Conclusion. And I don't really know what the word whiffs, whiffs means. Like they blew it. Oh, okay. I thought, I don't know if you meant to say like wimps out, like it was no, wimpy. No, like it just kind of like they blew the ending. Okay. So basically, for those of you who have seen Frozen 2, you know the whole point of the movie is Anna and Elsa have to right a wrong from the past in order to set, you know, things right. And, of course, they find out, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, that their grandfather had built a a dam to weaken the water so that the North Aldra people that, you know, are kind of like like Indians, but I guess it's a real people they base them off of in that part of the world. Right. And so they he did that to weaken their water so they would be forced to come to him. And of course we know then, you know, he kills the North their grandfather kills the North Aldra leader and, you know, the spell is cast and the two of them have to break the curse basically. And by the end of it, these two very kind hearted granddaughters of this grandfather they never knew and their dad didn't even know what their grandfather had done. No one in, Nor- in, in Arendelle knew what their grandfather had done. And, you know, they, of course, together, you know, figure out a way to break the curse. And, and, and such amazing detail where, you know, Elsa rides down and saves all of Arendelle, throwing up the, the, the ice. And it's a pretty cool scene. Yeah. And a great ending. We talked about it in our Frozen discussion. If you haven't listened to that, check out our Frozen discussion. But just how happy the ending is. Yeah. And you see the Disney magic. I mean, it's it's a kid's movie, guys. It is. At the end of the day, it's a kid's movie. And literally in this article, that's why I was just like, wow. Like, this dude is special. Basically, he claims that, uh, you know, in order to repay... The North Aldra people, which, by the way, they find out their mother is a North Aldra person, that in order to repay them, that the the ending of this movie, this is how Matt thinks Frozen 2 should have ended. It should have ended by Arendelle being flooded. <laughs> <laughs> and being destroyed. Yep. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. That's all I was going to get at. But that so is... So tons and tons of people would lose their home that had nothing to do with what Anna and Elsa's grandfather did many years ago. 
He literally says, I get that Frozen 2 is a family film, but would people really be devastated if Arendelle had to rebuild? Question mark. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? You want Disney to end the movie by the two sisters not saving the day and by Air- by all the people that, but that, by the way, all the Arendellians are watching and gasping their breath before they see Elsa riding down to save the day. So they, he, Matt literally wants them all and all the kids in the theaters to sit and watch Arendelle just, pshoom, just get wiped out by the water. Because that would be setting, making the wrong right. Yeah, what and, is the actual term? Uh, what, what, uh, what is the term? You know what I'm saying. I do, and why can't I think of it right now? Why are both of our brains Restitutions. Uh, re- it's, no, reparations. Reparations. And that's go. what he's getting at. So there's the, there's the social, political type thing, he, he, this whole article. So to him, Frozen 2 is not, you know, chickens out at the end by not just totally destroying Arendelle. So that is that. Like I said, it, that's one of those you just read. I, you know, I'm not a parent, but I'm an aunt, and I take you take your, you know, your nieces or nephews to see this movie, and you can just sit. As I'm reading this article, you imagine had this gone out the way he wanted it to, and you think, like, how disappointed would kids have been? Yeah. I mean, my gosh, like what a crummy ending. But that that's it. That 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 article was just kind of gold to me, and it made me laugh. And I literally wrote under it. This is laughable. Like, I put that for Collider to see because it truly, with, you know, hands in my face emoji. I mean, that's just as dumb as it can get. But anyways, yeah. so that that's our... Uh, our little bit of negativity. <laughs> our little bit of negativity. If you want to read his incredible article, you can find it on Collider. But I'm sure he'll have some more good ones for us in the future. <laughs> but that's that. So now we'll move into... I'm I'm personally glad that Disney allowed it to be a fun Disney movie where there was forgiveness and both parties, you know, had a happy ending with each other. But it's you know, true. But you know, we could have gone for his ending. But anyways, <laughs> moving on. We'll move on. So the first movie that is in June, and I'll have to make you know a confession here. But the first movie is Top Gun Maverick, and my confession is I've never seen Top Gun. Me neither. <laughs> I know it's such a famous movie. And that's terrible. Like, I even know the characters' names in it, but like, like Goose and, and, and Maverick, but it's just like. <laughs> and Maverick. Yeah. Well, the title. Well, and there's Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise who is Maverick, and yeah. Goose is uh, Val Kilmer. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, I've never seen it, and I know a lot of people I think are excited for this movie. I mean, it looks good, it's shot really cool, um, but I would have to see Top Gun. In order to be excited to go see Top Gun 2. Chill, we should watch that soon. We should, because, I mean, I'd say, especially as long as that is out at the end of June, we'll probably all be so happy just to go to the theaters and be out of our houses. So I'll probably go see it just to go to the theater and be out of my house. But, plus, Tom Cruise is just so dang charismatic and everything he's in. I mean, it's hard not to like Tom Cruise. Yes. Even though he's he's a little wacky in real life, but he's fun on screen. (laughs) Yes, great charisma on screen. (laughs) So for June, we got Top Gun. And July actually has, July is a pretty big movie month. I, you know, I didn't realize what all was coming out. And none of it's like stuff, you know, nothing in this is as, as, like I said, Wonder Woman is like my, like, I'm so excited to see. And then probably James Bond and uh, Black Widow, which all, you know, were, were, 
were supposed to come out the beginning of the year. But, and I, you know, fingers crossed, prayer hands, believing that Wonder Woman will not get have to be moved. And we can all see it. But for July, the first movie I've got is Free Guy, which it's got Ryan Reynolds. And it's one of those, Natalie's not even watched the trailer. It's, it's one of those, you know, I'm not like super excited about it, but it's like one of those that if I have nothing else to do that weekend, I'll probably go see it because that's just kind of how I am. I enjoy going to the movies. And Ryan Reynolds is... I mean, he's fun. He's fun. He's like so charismatic. Again, charismatic, just very funny. And it looks like a fun, almost like they're in a video game type situation. Like they're literally in a video game is kind of how it looks in, in Free Guy. And... Um, What's his name? The guy who plays Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. He's in it. Oh, yeah. I forget his name in real life. But I, know, I always feel like when we do these things, it's like, I know these people's names. Yeah. I, it's, just, I go blank. We're on the spot. Then we blank out. But and then we think of it as soon as we click end to the podcast. But so that's Free Guy. But then the next one um, is the Ghostbusters. Uh, or, yeah, the Ghostbusters. Um, well, it's it's kind of a continuation, I guess, of the original 80s stories. And it has Paul Rudd, and which who doesn't like Paul Rudd? We all True. love Paul Rudd. And Finn Wolfhart from Stranger Things. But, Nellie, I sent you that trailer today. What did you think? It's kind of it looks like Stranger Things. <laughs> it does. Well, and the thing that struck me, um, you know, I should probably watch it again to be sure, uh, but uh, it seemed almost like a little more serious than it did. The, oh, it, just so you totally. That too? Yeah, that was that was my initial thought. Of the trailer because Ghostbusters is kind of a comedy. Yeah, like so the eighties ones. It seemed, you know, maybe it'll be different than the trailer, but it seemed to have a little bit more of a serious, intense tone to it, which I'm not mad at. Like, no. I, I think that could be good. You know, the tone kind of felt honestly like a mix of Stranger Things, uh, two with uh, Finn Wolfhart things it felt like a mix of stranger things and uh the clown movie why am i it yeah it (laughs) you know the vibe because a small town kind of the the way it was shot it kind of looked like it i mean it's not going to be near as scary as you know it's not like it's not like that i just mean the way it looks visually and and it following kids um and let us know if you like the movie it those listeners out there, you know, uh, tweet it, us on Twitter or something. I, I would watch it, but Michelle, I think, oh my won't gosh. give it a try. I, like, watch, like, because it was, like, intriguing. You're intrigued with it. So, like, I've watched so many, like, clips and videos from it, and then, it like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the type horror movies I'm not into. Invisible Man, I'm good with, but, like, those type, I'm like, oh, gosh. But, Michelle, but realistically, you know there's not, like... No, but I just don't want to watch... Natalie, I don't want to watch a killer clown... A clear, ugh, killer clown kill a little boy. Well, aside from that, like... That's pretty terrible. Aside from that freak in the early 90s that did dress up as a clown, and we yeah. won't get into it. See? There's freaks out there, man. There are freaks out there. No, I just don't like watching, like, kids totally be traumatized. That's true. That's kind of the whole movie. Yeah. Um, but but anyways, we, we got sidetracked on that. <laughs> so yeah, let us know if you like it. But but goes that's that's the ego I'm saying when I say that though. If you watch the it trailer, there's there's similarities there. Yeah, well, like when the trailer starts, it's like you know they're moving and they're with their mom, and then they and there's that sound, and then you're like, ooh, it's taking a serious turn, you know. Yeah. So then it just, I think it looks interesting. It does look, and I, I like you said, I actually don't mind that it has more of a serious tone. Yeah, I, it, I like it. It looks kind of interesting. Um, 
And I, you know, I it's been so long since I watched the original Ghostbusters. Me too. Uh, I remember watching them as a kid, but not loving them as a kid. Yeah, it's true. And I know, I think, you know, so many people love Ghostbusters. And maybe I would find them funnier and like them better now as an adult. I don't know. But um, but I think this looks good. And I, I would say Paul Rudd is probably the comedic relief. Yeah, definitely. Well, and even the female Ghostbusters they did a few years ago, like it, it was much more. Comedy. Oh, that was just a like goofy, to- total comedy. Yeah, goofy comedy. So, th- so I like that they're doing things different with this one. It looks like. Yeah, it it definitely is different. Um, because it, it, it does, it, it doesn't begin to feel like oh, that's Gus- Ghostbusters. Until you see the green coming out. You're like, yeah, that's Ghostbusters. Yeah. So it, look, it looks interesting. So I'll definitely go see that. That comes out in July to, or yeah, all these that we're naming right now come out in July. But that looks exciting. So I'll definitely be checking that out. And the next movie that I have is Christopher Nolan's new movie. Of course, Christopher Nolan is famous for doing the, Nar- the Dark Knight trilogy from DC. But he has a new movie coming out called Tenet. And I didn't know anything about this movie. It was when we went to see Birds of Prey, and I ended up seeing Birds of Prey three times in theaters. And <laughs> as I was seeing Birds of Prey, I always got this trailer. This tenant trailer would always play before the movie. And by, like, the third time I was in there watching Birds of Prey, I was like, you know what? I think I want to go see that movie. Like, it just looks interesting. It does. And Christopher Nolan, like, he's one of those directors... That, like, as soon as I see a shot in a movie, like a trailer, I'm like, oh, that's Christopher Nolan. You know, he just has such a distinct way of directing and shooting films. Yeah. And he just, I mean, I think he does an incredible job at what he does. Um, and he has a, quite a following, actually, Christopher Nolan does. But it is, the stars of it are, you know, it's funny, actually, because he did the Bat, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy. And starring in this movie is the new Batman being Robert Pattinson. But the actual star of this movie is John David Washington, who is Denzel Washington's son. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that the connection there until I just recently just heard that. But, it, it, you know, it's one of those, it was really just, they really, at this point, just have a teaser. So it looks kind of like there's some kind of time travel involved in it, but it just looks neat. And, of course, kind of Inception-like, a little funky, a little different, like Christopher Nolan did when he did with Inception. But I think it looks cool, and I'll probably go check it out. So Tenet. And then we have moving into more of a, let's see, a you know family-friendly summer movie. We have Jungle Cruise by Disney with Emily Blunt and... The Rock. Yeah. And I sent that to you. And to me, Natalie, that movie, the vibe of that is kind of like The Mummy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe not even as intense as The Mummy. Oh, not near as intense. I mean, not that The Mummy as an adult watching it is really that intense. Yes, no. (laughs) But, yeah, I think it'd be, like, kids maybe, like, eight and up. I think they would really probably like this movie or be... When I say The Mummy, I mean their clothes, the fact that this, this... smart woman gets a, a guy to guide her yes. through something. There's mummy elements. You know, the mummy's more an adult movie. Kinda but I mean, yeah, archaeologist type vibes. Yes. Like going off on an adventure. Yes, with like this big, strong guide. Yeah, that that's the t- what I mean when I say it has kind of a mummy vibe. Just that. Yeah. And it looks, it looks pretty funny. You know, Emily Blunt, she has, I just said to Natalie before we started, she just is very charismatic. 
She has yeah, a, she's a great actress. It, even from the like the moment I first my first encounter with Emily Blunt would be The Devil Wears Prada, Me too, and she's yeah. she's hysterical in that. She is. And, I mean, she does a lot with her little role in that. Right. You know, she's just she's a good actress. And then The Rock's just The Rock. I mean, he's fun. He is. And they they seem like they'll probably have you know good chemistry and be pretty funny together. But of course, this the Jungle Cruise movie is loosely, you know, based off for all of you who have been to Disney World and been to or and or Disneyland, uh, you know, the 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 Jungle Cruise ride. And Michelle had to remind me cuz she's like, you know, the Jungle Cruise ride. <laughs> the Jungle Cruise ride. I'm like, she was uh, it was not clicking for the longest blank. time. And then when she's like, you know, and they're like Oh, there's a rhino. Watch out. And I'm like, that ride? Yeah. <laughs> that ride's what they're basing this movie off of. When I say yeah. loosely, it's literally just the idea of a guide that takes you through the jungle. <laughs> it's got to be really loosely. <laughs> it's one of the more boring rides. But yet we always wrote it. We did. I mean, it's a good one, you know? <laughs> it's one of those rides, like, if you just kind of need a break, honestly, you just sit down on the Jungle Cruise ride and you just walk through the Jungle He's Cruise like, ride. look, there's a gator over there. And the gator's like, like mechanic. And, yeah, and then at one point he's like, look, it's the most magical thing in the rainforest, water, or something like that. I don't know. You guys, if you've been there, you know what we're talking about. Like, you never at any point in the ride feel any form of suspense or thing. No, no. It is literally like a place you just kind of have a, a place to sit for a minute. <laughs> like, hopefully there's some fans in there. You can cool down a few minutes. There's not. You're hot on the true, true. ride. This is pretty much hot. <laughs> yeah. Unless you go in the fall or winter. Right. <laughs> But yeah, the Jungle Cruise. It looks. It looks like it's definitely like a fun movie that I'd love to take. You know, my nieces or if my nephews, other niece and nephews are here, take them. But it uh, looks like just a fun family movie. It does, yeah. And maybe, well, if the movie's really good, people will go to that ride and be like, "This is it." <laughs> right. <laughs> but maybe a little disappointed with the ride, but. Yeah, because as a kid, my favorite ride was Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Like, I remember we went in the fall one time, and I I, I was just, I would get off and run right back around. We did it like six times in a row. Like, oh, I yeah. loved it had the Pirates little, of the Caribbean. The little, like, dip down. Because that was so exciting to me. Oh, yes, that one little <laughs> swoosh, like, it got us all excited. The one at Disneyland has two dips down. <laughs> it's big time. <laughs> yeah, I think we rode that with Izzy when we were there last. We did. Um, but, uh... Yeah, and I liked when they added, you know, in recent years... They added Jack Sparrow. Yeah, so it's fun to see him in there when you're going through. Well, maybe now they'll add The Rock and Emily Blunt <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to Jungle Cruise. <laughs> so maybe they can spice it up a little bit after the movie comes out. So Jungle Cruise, and that ends off July. So July's got, you know, four movies I'll, I'll be going to see, more than likely. And then that's why there's kind of a dead period... I don't know, no. I think, uh, does Morbius come out in July? Yeah, I think it does. Okay. So Morbius comes out in July, which Natalie and I are both calling, eh, you know, yeah. we'll probably go see it. <laughs> right. It, it, of course, stars Jared Leto, which is the only reason Natalie would go see it. He is. He is hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think out a word there. Yeah, we got Jared Leto, and, of course, Morbius is a Marvel story that is owned by Sony, kind of from the Spider-Man universe. A, kind of like, you know, Venom, and I think they're both kind of like anti-heroes, or Morbius looks like he'd be kind of more an anti-hero. And I guess the story with Morbius is he turns into a vampire, like he's sick, and I don't know. We'll see. 
I'm not sure where you're getting this vampire stuff, but maybe I missed something when I watched the trailer. Maybe I didn't like all those bats come out, and all of a sudden he's healed. Yeah, but what do bats have to do with vampires? (laughs) I think I've watched more vampire stuff than you. Do bats? Yeah, I I think they bite. I'm probably sounding really dumb right now. I don't know, guys. I really don't know. I just I know I'll probably go see it because, like I said, I go see movies. (laughs) And it's got Jared Leto, and I liked Venom, so I'll give Morbius a try. And after that point... Oh, one other thing. Did you ever have the thought, too, watching that? I saw it was Marvel. It's like, well, DC didn't appreciate me, so I'm hopping over to the Marvel <laughs> He side. did. He's like, so you guys just, yeah, you guys hated me as Joker? Well, peace out. Because <laughs> I know he was kind of upset that they apparently cut a lot of his scenes. And I really... I know it's probably an unpopular opinion. I, I didn't mind his version of Joker. Yeah, and I think with the... I kind of liked it. You know, it was more of like a gangster Joker, and like, I, I, I liked it. Well, if I'm if I'm remembering right, the guy, I think David Ayers is who directed uh, Suicide Squad, and I believe they said that he pretty much, that one, Margot Robbie and, jo- and Jared Leto were not like allowed to, I think, work on their lines together because he wanted something to be spontaneous. Yeah. And I think in doing, Jared Leto clearly just wants a director that directs him. I don't think he, you know, I think it would have been, he probably could do better even with a new director who wasn't just like, just make it happen, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but. And, and maybe that's what led him to be crazy and stay in character all the time. Yeah. <laughs> From what I read. Yeah, because, yeah, it sounds like it was some it, crazy it got, offset stuff. Got a little intense. So, I actually wouldn't mind if they brought him back in. And they could. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you know, you can kind of, I had Natalie watch Thor Ragnarok over the weekend because I was like, Natalie, you've got to see some more of the Marvel movies because she's not seen a lot of them. <laughs> and, you know, that's a good example to me. Thor, okay, if you look at Thor 2 to Thor Ragnarok, there is such a, it's day and night how they evolved that character and changed the character. And this is the point I'm making. You don't have to change an actor and kind of totally transform the character. Like, yeah. he could, you know, do it a lot better, even, I right. think. You know, I am open to Jared Leto coming back. Oh, me too. But, yeah, he did kind of say peace out for the meantime. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, so there's really nothing else until October. And that's why I said last week, I think that, you know, one of those movies that got moved, um, maybe, you know, well... Which ones did I say should go to August? Oh, I said that A Quiet Place 2 should go to August. Yeah. Because there's nothing in August to compete with it. So I think that would be a good August or September movie. I'm, and, pump, I'm pumped for that. Yeah, that one. I'm really excited for A Quiet Place 2 and upset that we didn't get to see it because of the stupid coronavirus. But we'll get Everybody to Everybody stay safe out there. We're not trying to downplay it in no, any way. No, I'm just aggravated that it stopped my life. <laughs> so I'll be excited when we can return to life as normal. Yes, that will be nice. And the virus is vanquished. Yes, be gone. <laughs> yes. So, you know, there's nothing really until, except I have a feeling a quiet place or something's going to take August or September slot. But there's nothing right now until October, and that would be Venom 2. And, of course, Tom Hardy plays Venom. And you didn't see Venom. You'll have to see Venom. Because Venom is one of those... I remember after seeing it, someone... I posted a picture of me and my niece, Isabella, on... Um, and shout out to Natalie Webb, Izzy's friend, for yes. listening to the podcast. And Grace, her other friend, for yes. listening to the podcast. Yes, hello, Grace and my fellow Natalie. Yes, shout out to them. 
But anyways, I had posted a picture of my niece Isabella and I at Venom and someone wrote me and he was like, was it good? And my direct quote was, I don't know if you'd say it was a good movie, but it's entertaining. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, sometimes they fall in that category. And that's how I feel about Venom. It's not necessarily a good movie, but it's entertaining. And I'll definitely go see Venom 2. And Natalie's going to have to see Venom 1. And then she can go see Venom 2. It's like basically a side job Michelle is giving me now is to catch up on all these movies. (laughs) But hey, I'm not not complaining. What's fun about this podcast is she used to to set out all of the movies. (laughs) And now I'm like, you have to go see it. So it's fun. But then after that, we have, um, which I'm not like super excited about this, but yet again, I'll probably go see it if I have nothing else to see. But it's the sequel to the Murder on the Orient, Orient Express, and it's Death on the Nile. And I know Gal Gadot is in that, in this oh, one. Oh, nice. And do, do you know, it, it wasn't that it, it... was it. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right, but part of it was, do you remember when the we saw it? The volume was so low. Yeah, it was literally... I've never been in a movie before where it was literally, I thought, am I hard of hearing all of a sudden? Like, it was so low. It, it And mixed with the kind of heavy British accents. It yeah, was it was like, hard it to... It was a little hard to understand, and I think that kind of... If we could have heard it properly, like it, we might have even liked it a little more. Yeah, it took away from the experience. If that ever happens again, I would definitely just run out and go grab someone and say, hey, the volume's so too low. Would you please turn it up? Yeah. Because, yeah, the volume we saw it in theaters was so low. It was kind of like... It, it did kind of affect your um, it experience. Did. So I'm very well... Because I, I enjoy whodunits, especially like in TV. And there really aren't many whodunits in movie. Of course, there was Knives Out that people really liked last year. But um, so I'll, I'll go see this and give this a try, Death on the Nile. And then the last movie that I have on my list is the Marvel movie, which I don't know too much about, honestly. Our, our cousin Zeke is very excited about this and would be happy to tell me all about it. But The Eternals, which, you know, what I know about is it has Angelina Jolie in it. So nice. she's joining the Marvel family and it has X. Game of Thrones or, or Game of Thrones alumni, yeah, Kit, former, former, yeah, Game former, yeah, Kit Harrington and Richard Madden are in it, and I know it's more. I guess they're celestials. I don't know. It's more like they're. It's more space. Okay. They're kind of like beings. I don't know. Natalie and I don't know much about this one. We're going to be honest. Interesting. All I know is I'm like Angelina Jolie. You know, I'll probably see it. <laughs> Once again, it, at this point, it just is what it is. What we like. I mean, she's ladies. she's a sexy one. <laughs> That's undeniable. We're just saying it never hurts. No, to have them in a in a movie. Yeah. So, and I'm sure, you know, uh, she probably has a good point. Grace Randolph from YouTube, she made the point that because of all the Marvel movies getting, you know, everyone's had to stop production because, like, current production of movies because of the coronavirus. So she had a, a, an idea that the, I could see them doing. She thinks they may um, bump Eternals to next year because Eternals oh, okay. right now comes out in November and put Black Widow in that spot if they, okay. have, if they have to move it. That they may, yeah, and then bump Eternals to like March of next year, and then bump just keep bumping each Marvel movie down, right? Which I mean, you know, if they have to do that, they have to do that. I'm still, fingers crossed, prayer hands, hoping that, you know, maybe even the week, my birthday weekend, the week after, maybe even like, you know, around May, I guess it'd be about May 15th that weekend, they could drop Black Widow. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be happy. I'd go see it. I was going to say November's kind of a long time away. It is. 
but but they want a good time to release this movie to make yeah. money. So, you know, we'll see the Eternals. Well, Anna, I don't know much about it because we don't have any, they've not shown any trailers or teasers for the Eternals right. or Death on the Nile. Um, so there's a couple, you know, both of those two movies we've not seen, or Venom, we've not seen, you know, any form of teaser from either, from any of those three movies. So we don't really have much to go on with that other than we'll just probably see them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, we'll try. So if the Eternals remains in... Uh, you know, maybe they move Eternal. I, I don't know. Grace is probably right. If they switch them, they'll probably just bump it to next year and put Black Widow there. I don't know. But oh, and then in November too, we have James Bond because it got moved from April to November, which okay. I'm very excited about the Bond movie. And then I told you last week, I personally feel like because there's nothing come out in December, they should just move Mulan to December because yeah. it has like snow in it anyway. So might as well. Um, so I think that'd be a good family movie to put in uh, December. But that is that as far as the movies that we are discussing. Uh, these were definitely, you can tell we were a little more excited about the ones last one. But there are genuinely some in here that, oh, I mean, the ones I named, I'm going to go see. Yeah. But there's also some in here that I think can be real, probably really good movies that are worth checking out. And, you know, before we close, I almost totally, for you know, totally forgot the big news for us Star Wars fans, the big news of the week is that, well, and I should say that that Star Wars has not officially confirmed this, but the fact that they've allowed it to go so long without denying it pretty much tells me it's true. Plus, very reliable sources have confirmed it. But Natalie, tell them who is going to be playing live action Ahsoka Tano. Rosario Dawson. Yes. Which I think is a good choice. I do too. And people have brought that up that she should play Ahsoka Tano in live action like a couple years ago. And she was like, oh yeah, I'm down. Like she, you know, she was happy to do it. So it's always fun to get actors that seem excited about Star Wars. Oh, definitely. I, I always enjoy that. So I just think that is so awesome because Ahsoka is a fan favorite character that of course is in Clone Wars and her episode I just watched it uh just this weekend actually the the new episode of Clone Wars that has her in it again it was so nice to see Ahsoka I love Ahsoka as so many of us do and it so that goes back you know I I said to Texas like called it if you haven't listened to our episode uh let's see it's two episodes ago now where we talk about Project Luminous and Mandalorian two predictions I predicted that he could be that because you know we talked about how uh, Moth Gideon would be fighting someone with the dark saber, and I said it could be Ahsoka Tano. That'd be awesome. And I think at this point it's just pretty much confirmed. And what I've heard from a very reliable, you know, someone who is very reliable when they put their name on it, um, she said that she's also heard that another person, I guess, that Ezra from Rebels would also be in The Mandalorian too. And of course, we don't know whose cast is that person. But the main one just being Ahsoka, and they said that Ahsoka would be, would she would start, I think, in Mandalorian 2 and then begin to appear in other things and possibly, fingers crossed, get her own TV show. So Really cool. Yes. So I am very excited about that. I was like so pumped. Nally knows. I was like so pumped. Uh, let me tell you, she was pumped. I mean, we have like a family group chat going and we all got text about this. <laughs> I don't think any of them cared, but you know, I was happy. So I, I text them. But yes, that is the big news. 
so awesome. It'll be so awesome to see a, a live action Ahsoka Tano. And think about all the possibilities. She can, is going to be in The Mandalorian Season 2. She can be, they could do, if especially if Ezra's in it, they could do a live action version of Sabine Wren, Ezra Bridger, and uh, Ahsoka, you know, off of Rebels in it. She could be in the Obi-Wan either TV show or movie, whatever they're going to do with that. I mean, there's just so many places you can put Ahsoka. So it's just, I'm just so excited for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to see that. And The Mandalorian Season 2 is looking out, like, it's looking as amazing as Season 1 is, it's looking like Season 2 is going to go next level. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. Me too. But anything else, Natalie, anything in the movie world you want to discuss or... Anything about these movies or any of the news you want to say before we get out of here? That's all I can think of right now is what we've discussed. Yeah. Well, that uh, that's it for this episode of Force of Light Entertainment, then. We appreciate you joining the conversation. And don't forget to look for new episodes every Monday and Thursday morning. And I doubt, though, we have one this Thursday morning because yes. my schedule is very busy this week. So it probably will just be, we'll do one, you know, next Monday morning, Well, a week from now. Let's face it. Some of the releases and things like that have kind of slowed down for the time being. So, but hopefully things will get back to normal shortly. Soon, yes. Yes. <laughs> hopefully. And so if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. I I am Michelle with two L's, uh, Michelle34Smith on both. And we have Force of Light Entertainment on both Instagram and Twitter and Natalie. And I am Natalie R. Grace on Twitter and NatLovesBella07 on Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, you can find us... Okay, I just said that. I'm sorry. My apologies. <laughs> Natalie needs to, get, get, need to get at your head of the game. Did you tell them that they can find us on yeah, Force of Light Media? Yeah, that's what I meant to say. You can find us on Force of Light Media at gmail.com. And we appreciate you all again for joining the conversation. And next time, let's talk some more movies. Until next time, you know, this is the way. And keep practicing social distancing. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, stay safe. See ya.